Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just because your progress isn't obvious doesn't mean that your faith isn't working. Now that's a direct quote from today's guest. How sad would it be if you gave up today and you didn't know that you were on the sixth lap? How sad, and this is what I'm seeing across the nation. I see people give up and they don't even know they are so close to finishing. And this is why you can't give up. Not giving up affects future generations. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so that you're notified every single time we drop a new video. Now let's hop into today's show. We're gonna give life. Welcome to the table. Bianca, what's going on, my sister? What is going on? What an honor and privilege it is. I feel like I'm fangirling on no. your show. I'm <laughs> fangirling on your show. I'm so excited to have this conversation hey, with you. Hey, man, listen, I've been looking forward to this interview, uh, and I'm super excited. You know, we couldn't have you at the physical table, but I told my team, we still got to have her on the table. Um, because <laughs> you're, what you're talking about, your content, your brand, your message is just so important. Thank you, brother. And Appreciate so I said, yo, let, let's, let's, let's have that conversation. Um, you, you've written three books, right? And yes, you've, you, you just have a heart for like, don't quit, um, live through it. I, I, I want to go before we dive into some of this book content that I think everyone needs to get. I want to talk about a little bit, a little bit about you. Why is this message so important to you? And I'm just talking about the book. Don't quit or uh, grit. Don't quit. But just, just Bianca. like, why is your message to the world so important? And I, w- I want my audience to know that. You know, it's so funny. I feel like, um, so I uh, lead a church alongside of my husband here in Orange County, California. And one of the best places for me to serve the church, uh, I am lead communicator, but I also just feel like I get to put an ear to the ground. Mm. And I, I I love hearing, God, what are the rumblings of the earth? And so without sounding all like crazy, hyper-spiritual, over the last three years, it's almost like I've been able to like lick my fingers, stick it in the air and see where the wind is blowing. And as a purveyor of culture, as a, somebody who is obsessed at the intersection of Christianity and culture, I'm always looking around like there's a meta-narrative here. There's something that's not being said. And over the last Last three years, uh, yeah, the last three years, I have just seen a wave of disoriented, disillusioned, mm. depressed, disassociating uh, people that are living in a state of despair. Mm. And um, for the, I know not everyone who listens to the podcast are pe- people of faith, so I want to I want to keep this as generic as possible. But I'm looking in the eyes of people, and I'm, I just want to, in this very um, Coach Polly Rocky moment, just saying, get back in the ring. Mm. Uh, my daddy always said, if you're not dead, then God is not done. Mm. And uh, I-, I never associated myself as a gritty or resilient person. But looking at the last two decades of my life, I realized that grit and resilience isn't something that you might not be born with. There's no gene for resilience, but it is something that you can cultivate. Yeah. And so what I just want to do is I want to breathe life. I want to breathe wind into the sails of those that feel a little lost at sea and just remind them that there is 
there is more if you get back up. You might feel knocked down, but you're not knocked out. So dust yourself off and get back up. No, I love that. I love that. I love that. Let's let's go back into a little bit of your story. You said you and your husband pastor a church in Orange County, California. We do. You know, I'm from Oceanside. I don't know if you know that. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Oceanside is home. I knew I home. liked you. Okay. <laughs> Oceanside is home. L.A. is home. Uh, San Diego is home. My family technically lives in Oceanside because my father was stationed at Camp Pendleton. Military. I, yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Wait, are you a son of a Marine? Yep. I'm a son of a... Except my stepfather five. was a Marine. Okay. Yeah, so... Okay. Cali is home. So this That's is going right. to be a great conversation, right? I love it. I love it. So you and your husband... How long have you all been pastoring your church? Um, on Sunday, we will celebrate five years. But, but listen, I feel like we're only three years old. And I feel like we started two churches because we launched right before COVID. And then here in California, I mean, in Texas, there was no such thing as a pandemic. But <laughs> here in California, I mean, so we were closed longer then we were open as yes. a church. Yes. Ayo, I, I literally, I literally was like, Jesus, we're not prophetic. We didn't hear you. Because clearly <laughs> starting a church before a global pandemic was the dumbest idea ever. But in the midst of all that, God just opened up some crazy doors. And I think the reason why I believe so much in resilience and grit with though it's not words you would see in the Bible, there right. are words like endurance and perseverance yeah. that I'm just like, whoa, we gotta speak to a generation of people out yeah. there that just hey, you winners never quit. And quitters never win. Yeah. That's what I want to communicate to people. Get yeah. back in the game. Get yeah, back yeah. In the game. I, I, so I, I yeah. want to talk about that because you, it sounds like you all launched during COVID time or right, right before, before COVID. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend, Ontario Green, who launched a church as well with the Ark <laughs> Ministry in Tampa, Florida yeah. uh, during COVID as well. Bless and God. I was having conversations with him and he was like, Ayo. Mm -hmm. And he just kept it real. He was like, man, it was hard as H-E-L-L -L to Ooh, yes. launch a church during COVID that nobody has ever launched before. We're, we're, we're taking launching when everyone is open. We're taking that same strategy and try and do that with COVID. It was just ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure he thought about quitting because I sit on his board. So mm -hmm. I know that. And I, I want to ask you, did you and your husband ever question like, yo, is, should we like, should we wait? Should we, should we just quit for now and then come back when things are better? What was that conversation like when things was hard, but still being obedient to what God called you to do? I wanted to quit more times than I can count. Mm. I really, I felt like it's not supposed to be this hard. Mm -hmm. Lord, we're trying to build the kingdom. And again, forgive me for those that are not a uh, Christian. I, just just bear with my crazy my internal dialogue <laughs> but for the entrepreneur out there the stay-at-home mom for uh, the the student out there that just kind of feels like no it shouldn't be this hard yeah those struggling for marriage those struggling for mental sanity or to get out of debt and you find yourself saying it shouldn't be this hard actually it's okay if it is mm. resistance doesn't mean that you're not supposed to get it resistance just means that when you overcome it it's a fulfillment of the vision the destiny the promise that you know, oh no, this was mine to inherit. Facts. And so during the pandemic, I remember one Sunday, I mean, it was so ghetto fabulous. We, we, I was, I was hustling, bro. Cause everything in California. Now I, I'm familiar with Pastor Ontario and what they're, what they're doing. Florida was very different from California. So I do, I don't take anything away from the hard cause it was legit hard. Right. But in California, brother, I was sneaking around hustling to go to churches in different counties to see if I could borrow a studio space wow. and then cutting worship that we previously recorded to put on air quotes 
a live stream service on our YouTube channel wow. because we had a global audience because my husband and I, uh, we were both doing ministry work before we launched a church. So we were just connecting with people on YouTube. And I remember watching live on Sunday and we're in the chat box and we're trying to be encouraging and I would close off YouTube and I would weep on my bed. Mm. Oh, I, I get emotional thinking about it because I, had, I, I saw what the church was gonna be and I felt like we tilled the ground, mm. we removed the rocks, mm. we sowed seed, mm. but if there is no rain, our labor is in vain. And I said, Jesus, we will not m manufacture a move of God. Man cannot manufacture a move of God. So you've got to send rain. You got to do something because, because we don't know what to do. Yeah. And um, I think this was about month 12. So we've been going at this for about a year. Uh, my husband told me that there is an empty movie theater in a space in Orange County, a, a city called Brea in Orange County. I said, that is 90,000 square feet, uh, 50,000 square feet in, in a commercial real estate. Baby, that's going to be $90,000 a month. Like, there's no way we could afford that. Our budget was 23, 25. I said, there's no way. He said, I'm just going to go check it out. He called me. He said, B, I think you need to come down here. Listen, I didn't put any effort into my look. I threw my hair up in a messy bun. I put on some <laughs> ugly shoes and this ugly K K29 mask, whatever those are called. And I roll up. Brother, I walk through the doors of this dilapidated abandoned movie theater and the decor on the wall, there was a 50 foot mosaic of the 1947 Gene Kelly movie, Singing in the Rain. And I know some of your listeners are gonna think that I'm crazy, call me crazy. I felt like the spirit of God, I didn't hear no words, but I feel like the spirit of God had said, this is your reign. Mm. And I told my husband, I said, this is ours. He said, calm down. <laughs> no, he's white, I'm Mexican. So he's always like, it's a good mix, cause like chips and salsa, he's white right. and salty, I'm fiery and bring the sauce, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, he's like, calm down, Bianca. Don't get too emotional. I said, no, you don't get it. This is ours, baby, this is ours. So we came in with an offer at 20, I think uh, we think we offered 24 and um, we got the building and we wow. locked into a lease. And then my husband, he's the negotiator. He said, well, it's COVID and we can't meet. So why don't we just pay half the rent so we can renovate this place? And then when we do open, we'll go back up to full rent. So brother, we were paying $12,000 for 50,000 square feet in downtown Orange County. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? Tell me my God won't do it. So the, the, goal, the, the winner are for those that just don't give up. I think sometimes we think that like winning is success. You get the million dollars, you get the mansion, you get the hot spouse. No, no, no. Winning is setting a goal and not giving up until it's accomplished. Mm. Success, success looks different. So for sex, success for us wasn't that we are going to buy this building or success wasn't going to, we we're going to grow in the middle of the pandemic. And some churches did. Mm -hmm. um, what we discovered, what we discovered was we got to tap into a global audience that still call themselves part of TFHOC. And we have community groups in Germany, in the UK, in Latin America, in Georgia. I mean, people, people literally in Brighton of the United Kingdom are getting together for tea crumpets and to watch church services together because what the enemy meant for evil, mm -hmm. the Lord done used it for good. So mm -hmm. here we are celebrating five, AKA three years as a church in a building we couldn't afford but the Lord gave it to us because he's good and gracious. But it was that hard. You no, think it should it really, be that hard? Oh, it was that hard. It is, it is. And I, and, I, and I love what you said that there's nothing wrong with it being hard. And I think the key thing you said is sometimes winning is not the building. Sometimes winning, actually I think all the times, the majority of the time is, yes, winning sir. is you completed the assignment. 
You stayed the course. You, 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 you did not give up, you know, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of people watching right now. And I want you to encourage them. And I also, you guys, I want y'all to get her book, Grit Don't Quit, um, Developing Resilience and Faith When Giving Up Isn't an Option. Uh, because I think a lot of people right now, they follow me because they want encouragement on, you know, um, how do I continue the, the the journey of getting out of debt? They're, they're seeing, I got $100,000 of student loans. I got, you know, and I'm making, you know, my $20 payments and I'm not seeing it go down. And, and you want me to not quit, Anthony? I could take this $20 to $30 and, and go buy me something nice. And I can see that. I can feel that. Mm -hmm. But I don't see this changing. I don't see it getting better. I feel like quitting. And and uh, then not just that part to have people say, hey, I want to start a business. I, I want to build wealth, but I only can put a hundred dollars into investments. I, I, I can't start my business today the way I want to. But you're telling me don't quit AO when I don't see anything in front of me that is encouraging me to go. Mm. How do I not quit if I don't see anything? I often get questions about life insurance, where to buy, how to find affordable rates, the simplest application process, and most importantly, where to secure coverage instantly. Like people don't want to wait a long time. They want the coverage right now. Given the startling statistic that nearly 40% of African-Americans do not have life insurance coverage today, it's even more critical to address these questions. My recommendation to all these questions is simple. My friends over at Ethos Life Insurance. These are the people who hold my life insurance policy. You see, their mission is to simplify life insurance and make it accessible online to everyone. No paperwork, no medical exams, or check this out, no blood tests. You simply answer some health questions online and just like that, you can secure coverage the exact same day. But the cherry on the top family, Ethos offers an incredible deal that I wish I had when I signed up with them for my life insurance policy about two years ago. You see, when you secure a life insurance policy through them, they will throw in a will and estate plan for 100% free. <laughs> I, I'm tripping and I'm excited at the same time because I personally spent $2,500 on my estate plan at the beginning of this year. So getting it free with a life insurance policy that might cost you as low as $50, that's a no brainer. I mean, like none. Don't just take my word for it. You see, Tanner R., a customer, uh, secured a $500,000 30-year policy without a physical exam through Ethos. He says the price was great. The process was completely easy. You see, Ethos truly values our time. You see, Alex got approved for a $1 million uh, policy in just five minutes. She said, simple and straight to the point. Comments were surprisingly user-friendly and great communication. So are you ready to protect your family's financial future? Don't let this statistic define you. I want you to get covered today and get a will and get the life insurance policy and get the, uh, um, the, the what's it called? The uh, estate plan for 100% free. All you got to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Secure your coverage today and ensure peace of mind for your loved ones. All right, let's get back to today's show. What, what would be your thought on that? Because launching a church during COVID, when you don't see people coming through the door, would have been discouraging. But now today, look at where you all are. 
But now I want to flip from to the people who are trying to get out of debt, trying to build wealth. Um, how do we encourage them to not give up on the journey? Just because your progress isn't obvious, it doesn't mean that your work and your effort isn't working. Ooh. It is. Ooh. It looks so insignificant. I, I can't listen. Since since you you've already you've already told people that you know I lead a church and I'm a preacher and I'm a daughter of a preacher. Like I just I'm just gonna preach to people. You don't have to believe what I believe, but you do have to listen to what I'm gonna say right now. Okay. <laughs> there is there is this beautiful principle of staying the course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just quickly bear with me for a second. There's a story out of the Old Testament, and it's about a city uh, called Jericho, and the children of God were promised a land. That's why Israel is called the promised land. So they were promised a land, and God said, hey, I will give you this land. But there's always a problem standing before your promise and your possession. And what happens is that we look at our problems and say, oh, then I can't possess it. That promise wasn't for me. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm. The business that you want to start, the debt-free life that you want to live, the future that you want to build for your family and your your children and your children's children. Just because your progress isn't obvious doesn't mean that your faith isn't working. Mm. So the children of Israel had to walk around the city of Jericho one day. Then they had to do it a second day. Then they had to do it a third day. And they had specific instructions that they couldn't say a word. Now, I want to pause on that for a second because sometimes... When people have a plan and other people look at them and think that they're crazy, because you know the people in Jericho were looking down like, what are these children of Israel doing? This is insane. They're just walking around. What are they going to do? Throw up rose petals and say, hey, we're going to come get you? Like, think about what people would have been thinking. Mm-hmm. The insults they would have hurled, the stones that they would have hurled, and the children of God said nothing. And I think people need a reminder today that when people don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, Say nothing Mm. and don't give up even when it looks foolish on day four and looks foolish on day five. And there's someone out there that's just like, yes, but I've been walking. I've been marching. I've been doing what I know I have to do to be debt free, Mm. to go to college, to pay off my bills, to to pay off my mortgage. But it's not making a difference and I want to give up. Mm. How sad would it be Mm. if you gave up today and you didn't know that you were on the sixth lap? How sad. And this is what I'm seeing across the nation. I see people give up and they don't even know they are so close to finishing. They're so close to one more payment of a debt-free life. One more day of saying no to alcohol. One more day of staying committed to the diet and the breakthrough that they've been believing for. Mm. The breakthrough that they've been believing for is just one day away. Now, why does this matter? You talk a lot about legacy. Mm-hmm. So, um, see, see, don't give a Latina a microphone because then it's just going to go. <laughs> this is the one thing that I'm going to say. You talk a lot about legacy. And the reason why not giving is so important is because it's not just about the effects that it has on you. Mm-hmm. Not giving up affects future generations. So uh, most people in America are familiar with the adage and fill in the gap. Let, let's, let's do this. When life gives you lemons, what do you do, Anthony? You make lemonade. And I love that. But as a person of faith, I'm always going to be pushing people to believe for more. It's not just that we make lemonade. We take the seeds and we plant them. So generations behind us will eat of the fruit of our orchard. Orchard. When we obey, when we persevere, when we are resilient and grit and we don't quit, we are gritty gangsters that don't quit, guess what? It's not just for us. It's for future generations that will walk in our wake and say, thank you for not giving up because your obedience has impacted my life. That's a clip. Mm-hmm. We're putting that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. When life give you lemons, don't make lemonade. Plant seeds. <laughs> no, make the lemonade. Make it. Make the lemonade. Taste but, and but see that the Lord is good, but plant lemonade. them seeds. Plant don't them spit seeds. them out. 
That's right. Because think about that, B. Think about that, B. Now you got the preacher me about to come out. My God. And I'm a black preacher. You know, we get loud like, Jesus. Between us both. Between us both. Where's my praise hanky? I'll what? bring it out right now. I hear <laughs> Because how often does God give us lemons? Mm. And we think our job is to only squeeze out the juice. And then we throw away the seeds. And the seeds is what can produce more lemons, more lemonade, more mm. seeds. Oh, my gosh. Why? You want to take this? You want to take this to a different direction? You want to take this in a different take direction? It. Okay. So we talk about you know, what happens when our progress isn't obvious, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, again, listen, I'm just going to keep on preaching. You can turn me off if you don't believe. But no, no matter what, I'm going to say the content's going to be good. So you don't have to believe in my <laughs> Jesus. Whatever. Listen. So let's, let's talk about this. We want to avoid the pressing. Mm. We want to avoid the things that hurt. We want to avoid making the online payment and having it not being able to buy that, that Fendi handbag because we got to pay off Sally Mae and, and Harry Mack and all them other people. We, we want to be frustrated. Paul the Apostle um, speaks that we are pressed but not crushed. Mm. Well, we want to avoid the pressing at all costs. So we talked about lemons and squeezing lemons. What about the process of winemaking? Mm. If you press a grape, what do you get? Mm. You Great. get grape juice. Yes. But if you press the grape and you leave it in contact with contact with the skins, it begins to ferment, creating wine. What has more value, grape juice or Chardonnay from, from the Loire Valley in France? Wine. So instead of getting rid of the things that we think don't benefit us, Ooh. the things that are bitter, that's actually the thing that is causing development in us that will ma have us produce greater value and worth. Mm. So the thing that we want to get rid of, the seeds, the skins, the things that they see and don't matter, is actually producing something new in us, something good in us, something that will produce greater value. Mm. That's not in the book. That's not in the book. My husband's a sommelier. So that was just a little freezy and funsy <laughs> right there. Yo, oh my goodness, man. You know, Bianca, thank you for that. Because yeah. I think people need to hear grit and pushing through differently. Knowing mm. that the the pain, the hell, the drama, the resistance yeah. that you're feeling is actually benefiting you more yes. than it's actually hurting you. Yeah. But we have to be able to look at the resistance Look at the pain, look at the drama, look at the pushback from a different lens through a different eye mm -hmm. and, and to embrace that a little bit. Deal with it. Ooh, it hurts. Ooh, mm -hmm. this is hard. Ooh, this is frustrating. But I know it's working out for my good. And at the yeah. end of it all, I won't get the glory, but he will get the glory. Hello. And, 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 and I think that what people don't understand is that if you could push through, if you don't give up, and I love how you said it, when people give up on getting out of debt, they were a month, two months, three months away from a huge major shift in their mm -hmm. financial journey. Mm -hmm. But they gave up simply because they were feeling the pain and they wanted to go feel something that gained them pleasure, Oof. that made them smile and understanding that's just drawing you further into more issues, into more pain that you do not need. So I'm curious. I want to ask you this question about your book because I really want to make sure that people get this book because, man, we, we don't have all the time in the world to have this conversation. But she wrote a phenomenal book that helps us get through um, this this season of of wanting to quit. I, I did a little bit of research. There's, there are, I mean, I think it was like close to more than, more than 10,000 books on not quitting. 
I'm curious, Bianca, what did you see missing in that space that inspired you to write a book on grit, don't quit, that it was like, hey, y'all not talking about this. I already know what it is. And if y'all don't know what it is, now y'all ain't y'all y'all ain't listening to the same show that I'm talking on right now. <laughs> uh, because we, we we see the anointing over her life. But I'm curious, Bianca, what did you see missing in all these other books and in the conversation not quitting that you needed to bring to the table um, immediately? You know, no one's ever asked me this question, but I feel so good to share that with you. So I started studying grit and resilience for my own life because it was something that I wanted to cultivate. Mm. Um, I go into prisons to resource the incarcerated um, prisons, rehabilitation centers and jails and also lead a church. I also have a podcast. And so I was coming out of a season very tired. And so I started researching, but I saw this gap in the market. I realized that there was a lot of people that were bringing science and research. There was a lot of people that wanted to define it or give examples of it through the lives of people, autobiographies and that sort of stuff. But What's going on, fam? It's your boy, A.O. And I got to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, and that's representation. You see, growing up, seeing black voices in media was like finding gold in a mine. It showed me what was possible. People like Oprah, Steve Harvey, and even Malcolm X, they paved the way for folks like me to step into the spotlight. And now there's a new wave of black voices making extreme waves, and they're doing it on NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths. This collection is a celebration of blackness like none other. Each episode is like a journey through our shared experiences. Joy, resilience, empowerment, it's all there. From Bobby to Michelle Obama, they're covering it all. And let me tell you, Listening to these episodes, it's like sitting down with your fam and having a real talk about what it means to be black today. NPR is not holding back with this show. They're bringing you stories that matter, uh, stories that reflect the full spectrum of black life. It's like they say, stories should never be about us without us. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR. It's not just a podcast. I'm going to be real with you. It's a movement. Listen now, wherever you get your podcast, and let's keep celebrating our stories and our truths. All right, let's get back to my show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What was missing for me is the how to build it. Mm. So it almost was like we got to look at these heroic people th that are larger than life and like, oh, Louis Zamperini, he was resilient. Oh, Angela Duckworth, she gave a science on grit, but no one told me how to do it. So then I went on this deep dive and just cold and curated content to make it super practical for people. But as a daughter of a preacher, as a preacher myself, I was just like, wait a minute, what? Angela Duckworth, she's the chief, chief researcher on grit itself. What she couldn't articulate is the, the je ne sais quoi, the X factor that I believe as a person of faith, 
Paul, when he wrote to the Romans, his, his friends in Rome, he said, the spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave lives in you. And mm -hmm. so one of the X factors for me is, especially for people of faith, yes, the book is very practical, but at the end of the day, you're not tapping into your strength and resilience. Oh, no. The Jesus who went to the cross and then had the power to resurrect himself from the grave, mm. not just to forgive you of sin, but to love you and to give you a future and a hope. That same living God is in me. Mm. So when I am tired, because I am, when I don't feel like getting back up, because I don't, when I feel like the problems are bigger than me, when I feel like hope is eludes me, when I feel like jo joy is far away from me, I don't have to rely on my strength, my education, my wisdom, though that is all there. I thank you. I'm a Bill Gates Millennium Scholar. Bless God. Little shout out to Yahweh on that one. But that at its greatest, me at my best pales in comparison to the power that I possess as a person of God. And that is what, I mean, between science, story, research, and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, this practical book, I just want to get into people's hands to let people know there's more in them. You're too close to quit, baby. You're too close to quit. You know, my dad, when I was growing up, taught me these six Ps, and I believe that that helps people not quit. And the six Ps that he taught that he um, that he taught me from the Marines was proper prior planning prevents poor, poor performance. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. And it's like I was like, okay, so if 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 I'm not going to quit for me, is there are six Ps? I got to properly priorly plan because I want to prevent poor performances. And poor performances normally makes us want to quit because it's like, well, that sucked. I'm not going to do that again. Mm. You have three Ps that you teach for perseverance, what are they and why are they so important to you? You know, um, I mentioned, I spent two years deep diving into this topic and people use different nomenclature, different language. MIT was using different words from Harvard. They were using different words from Stanford. And so what I did is I culled all this information and the, the girl that was raised on Sesame Street wanted them all to begin with P because every preacher knows that just keep it one letter and then people remember it. Yep. But so these were the three P's of resilience. Uh, the first one is perspective, mm. and I'll explain them in a second. The second is the ability to pivot, and third is purpose. Yeah. And so what yeah. we have to understand, people out there, listen, if they don't get the book, that's okay. God bless you. But let me just give you some practical handles to hold on to right now. If you are listening right now and you want to build your resilience, the first thing you have to do is have the right perspective. What is perspective? It is an honest assessment of reality while maintaining hope. Mm. So you could say, I am $45,000 in debt, but I'm aggressively saving and paying off my credit card. That's the truth. The truth is you're in debt, but you're also having the faith perspective, the hope perspective. I'm taking this seriously. The second thing we need to do is have the ability. This is a hallmark of all gritty gangsters. You have to have the ability, ability to pivot. Yes. So if let's say, let's use this because we're talking about finances. Let's say um, that your savings plan um, was knocked down because you needed new tires and that's going to cost you $887. Oh, what do we do? pivot i'm gonna cut my entertainment fund i'm gonna cut my spending fund i'm gonna cut i'm, gonna, I'm not gonna put on the ac in my house for a couple weeks why because people who are resilient don't look at that as a loss we look at that as an opportunity to adapt and overcome and innovate <clears throat> and then lastly lastly and this is key this is most of the research that i found from every university it was coming out of a doctor who survived Auschwitz, his name is Viktor Frankl. He wrote a book called Man's Meaning, um, Man's Meaning of Purpose. And what he discovered in studying survivors out of the Holocaust, of which he was one, that those that went on to live life's thriving, full of purpose, um, and those that were most successful had an understanding of purpose. And this purpose for us, especially for those that are believers, is knowing that 
God is going to take this pain and it will produce something in my life for good. So good. I may not like it. I may not want it. I don't even want to co-sign on it. But whatever is happening now, it will be for my good. Mm -hmm. It's making me a different person, a better person, a more refined and more mature person. So having the right perspective, having the insane ability to pivot, and then having an understanding that this pain will have a purpose, those are the three key ingredients for people that want to develop resilience in their life. Bianca. I love you, sister. I love you too, brother. Listen, the how you was breaking that down, I, I just love that because I think sometimes we have a hard time pivoting. Mm. People don't like changing. They, they mm -hmm. don't like last minute adjustments. They they don't they don't like hitting a wall. I'm like, wait, okay, this doesn't work. Like they get sometimes nervous, scared, question like, what if I got to change? Is that God? And it could be God, you know. And, and it's like there's nothing wrong with pivoting. My dad taught me. Um, uh, we were on a bike, and uh, I was uh, riding a bike, and he was running because my dad was in the Marines. So, you know, he had to, stay, you know, keep his body right, keep his running going uh, because of what they, I forgot what they called it in the morning um, when they ran every day. And so when they weren't working, he would still get up and run so he can maintain. Well, when was coming down his hill, when was coming down his hill, um, my dad tripped. And as he tripped, he quickly uh, pivoted and rolled down and got right back up and started running. And when we got to the garage, when we got home, he said, hey, did you see what happened earlier? I was like, yeah, he almost cracked your head, Dad. <laughs> he said, well, no, son. I quickly, I adapted, I adjusted, and I overcame. And I was like, wow. He said, you have to learn how, when life hits you, how to quickly pivot and not allow life to throw you off of the direction God has you. But you may have to pivot real quick. You yep. may have to adapt and adjust real quick. But the key thing is you can overcome it. And uh -huh. you can't overcome it if you live in the sorrow, if you live in mm -hmm. the drama of what's going on. You got to look at it. You got to pivot. You got to move. You got to overcome and keep on going. And I, I was like 12 when my dad taught me that. I knew nothing. I, I said, okay, yeah, whatever. But at 39, almost 40, I get it. Yep. And people quit because they don't know how to pivot. Yes. People quit because they, they see this obstacle and they back up and they stop. And this is why I believe your book, your message is 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 very, very important. And y'all, we're going to link um, her book in today's show notes. Get it. It's not just this book. You got two other books that are just amazing. What are the two other books um, that you have as well? Because I want to link all three of your books. Because oh, I mean, you are this a is just a preacher. <laughs> yes. Um, my previous book was called How to Have Your Life Not Suck. And then the book before that was Play With Fire. Mm, mm, mm. I wrote this question. I got to ask this question. I had like 10 questions, but we only had like five more minutes. But I want to I want I want to I want to get this one uh, because you use the Apostle Paul as an example of how God uses grit to transform. Can mm. you describe why you chose Paul in your book and how you can how you came to the understanding that significance of perseverance in his story? You know, okay, so I affectionately refer to Paul as my Bible bae. He is my Bible boyfriend, <laughs> uh -oh. and I can have a crush on a dead guy. About that, though? Oh, I, well, I'll tell my husband he's dead, okay? I can have a crush on a dead guy. I can have a crush on a dead guy. And you want to know something? I love Paul the Apostle because nobody typifies grit and resilience more than this man. Yeah. In the, in, in, in the pit of a prison. Yeah. 
He pens two-thirds of the New Testament. Wow. And I, 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 I look back at this, and there's this one moment. He's actually destined to a place called Rome to speak to the most powerful man in the world, in the most powerful country in the world. And uh, God tells him, you will go to Rome. And this is confirmed with an angel. This is in Acts 27. An angel tells him, no, it has to happen. So if I am Paul and I'm in the middle of a storm, an angel appears to me and says, no, you, it has to happen. You will go to Rome. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with Caesar. Mm. And then I get to minister to Caesar. I'm going to lead him to Christ. There'll be revival in Rome mm. because it has to happen. Clearly, the Lord is sparing me. He's taking me to an island called Malta, which Malta means refuge. Hello. God's got a sense of humor. But it doesn't matter what happens to me on Malta. Get bit by a snake. People think I'm crazy. It doesn't matter because it has to happen. I've been told by God. It has to happen. I have to go to Rome. Mm. Mm. But do you know that when he gets to Rome, he spends the rest of his living life on lockdown? Mm. So the reason why I just look at Paul with such admiration is because Paul could have gotten bitten on Malta and bitter with God, but he stayed the course. Paul could have gotten, got some salty when he ended up having to be on house arrest for the rest of his life in Rome, but he used that pain to pen letters. He couldn't be with people physically, but he used that situation. He used his time to be able to communicate theology. Who is God? Why does God matter? The impact of what we our theology that we have as Christ followers, our theology as followers of Jesus comes primarily from this man named Paul. So when God told Paul it had to happen, did Paul know that billions of people would read these letters and have their faith impacted by him? Did Paul know the legacy that he would leave for generations upon generations? Did Paul know that people would have an awakening to the reality of who this man named Jesus was? But it had to happen, and it had to happen that he was in prison because it had to happen because he had to write letters, and it had to happen that those letters became can canonized for us that in holy writ scriptures that we get to read today. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where we are. I want to maximize every place that I'm in, mm. every pain that has come my way. Mm. And the reason why Paul is the one who I use as a reference point is because it didn't stop him. Mm. He endured physical pain, emotional pain, abandonment, accusations, but it didn't stop him from doing what God had called him to do. And yeah. that is my desire. Extreme obedience. Eugene Peterson says it this way, long obedience in the same direction. That's the call of the believer. And I want, I want us to follow in those footsteps. You know, you said something that was, that was so good. And, and I, I want to end here because I think a lot of people struggle in this area. You said you want to maximize your pain. Uh, I'm going to say it one more time. You didn't say, I want to run from pain. You didn't say, I, I want to immediately go and just soak and just heal from pain. You said, no, no, no. I want to maximize my pain. And I think sometimes people don't, they run away from painful things. And in your book, you talk about really identifying purpose inside of your pain. And when I read that, I was like, man, that's so funny because I hate, I used to hate leg day when working out because that's the most painful day out of working out. I, I love the chest because I could feel my chest is getting bigger. And I know the ladies love a nice big chest and my arms are shaking and da, 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 da. But legs, when you got to walk on these legs every single day. You got to squat. And then after that, day two, after doing leg day, you're in pain. Like you can't walk. Sometimes I'm like, man, I ain't going nowhere. But I've, I've begun to love actually doing legs because I know what comes from that pain. Now it's like, if I don't feel pain on day two and day three, 
oh, I, I know I didn't do something right. I didn't really maximize the pain. How do we find purpose inside of our pain? How do we find purpose um, during the season of getting out of debt, during the season of trying to launch a business and it's painful, it's, it's, it's headaches? How do we find purpose? And man, watch this. Even in marriages, in the beginning of it, once we get through the honeymoon stages, oh, Jesus, like, wait a minute, there, there's, there's some pain there. How do we find purpose in that and be content with that purpose and use that for our benefit? So let me first say this, because I don't want someone to feel dismissed. Pain is a very real thing. It is. And I don't want someone to feel like this is a Band-Aid for a bullet wound. And I will also just be very candid and honest and say, I'm probably one of the most painful seasons of my entire life. Mm. So... For the person out there that is experiencing marital pain or financial pain, um, emotional pain, spiritual pain, I just want to say, I'm sorry. Mm. But I also love you too much to let you stay there. Mm -hmm. And you probably have a lot of why questions, because I have a lot of why questions. But if we stay in the why, mm -hmm. we risk missing our promise. And we also risk becoming bitter and living a life of unreached potential. Yeah. But if we focus on the who, if we focus on the who, for people of faith, I'm going to encourage you to focus on Jesus. When we mm. focus on Jesus, it's an act of surrender. And we see this in the life of our Savior Jesus when he told his father in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will. I don't want to do it, but your will. Yeah. I will do it. So if we focus on the why, we would risk becoming bitter and not reaching what we're supposed to. But if we focus on the who, it's an act of surrender that allows us to step into the places of transformation. And the reason why I want people to go through the pain is because for us to know joy, we've got to know pain. Mm. For us to know health, we got to know sickness. Mm. For us to know financial freedom, we have to know the pain and the suffocating feeling of debt. Because we will never appreciate it. Yeah. We'll never see it. We'll never know it yeah. unless we know what the opposite side is. So I want to maximize my pain so I could explore and expand into the places of deep joy which i know god has for me mm. in my future and also for those that are just going through a really tough tough season yeah. as well yeah man listen bianca you you are all right with me <laughs> i'm serious man we, we 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 have a lot of people come on and 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 definitely in the spiritual world and sometimes they don't really make the show because they don't know how to connect the word to practical to average everyday people who may not be spiritually mature, who may not even be aligned with us spiritually. But everyone knows that I'm a, I'm a bona fide Christian. I love God. I talk about him on pretty much every show. And I just appreciate your heart on really helping people in a practical and spiritual way. You know, and I, I just I just want to say, man, I'm, I, I just love it. I want for my people, if you're in the the California area, the Los Angeles, or Orange County area. I want y'all to check out her church, um, her and her husband's church. So we are going to put their church information in uh, the show notes today. Uh, what's the name of it again? It's called The Father's House OC. The website is tfhoc.org. Yo, we're going to put that in the show notes, you guys. We're going to drop her Instagram information in the show notes. And we're also going to put her book information in the show notes. You guys get it. Because I, I know some of you all feel like quitting right now. I know some of you all are stressed. I, I get the emails. I see the DMs. Anthony, I feel like giving up. Man, I, I'm in $50,000 for the debt. I only made $38,000 a year. This is hard. Uh, this mm. is hard. And you guys, you your future self mm. is depending on you to not quit. 
It's depending on you to push through, to have that grit so you can have freedom, so you can have peace, so that you can have options when you and your family are older. And so I think this book is going to help you get out of debt quicker. This book is going to help you build that business. This book is going to help you get through the relationship issues that you may be having right now. So please get this book. And if you're in the California area, go out there and let them see some of my black brothers and sisters and just <laughs> show them how we do church and let yes, them know please. you from the AO tribe and community. And uh, just just give them some love and even watch this. Sow a seed into them because you y'all know me. I believe in sowing seed into good grounds because it would then come back to you and into your family. And so uh, I, I love you and I love your husband. I, I need to come out there. I'll be out there. You do Christmas and I'm coming on a Sunday. You have to. I mean, do you want to preach? Uh, Look at. No, I'll let y'all do the go, preaching. Go, I'm gonna come oh, do this. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit there and just, you know, we we gonna chill, you know. But whenever y'all do your money series, hey, invite me. I can do that. But outside of that, listen, I'm gonna come and. Everyone and heard it. Hold on, every listener, you heard it. You were testified and a witness. I'm gonna come back. Listen, listen, listen. listen. We're recording this on a Friday. On Monday, there will be an email in your inbox because I will take a recorded message. I am not even kidding you. You talk about sow a seed. You gotta teach your people how to do it first, baby. Okay. Look at, look at that. I, I got. It's a recorded. This is recorded. Do you want to know we're doing a financial series? Oh, Wait. I got chills. I got Holy Spirit chill bumps. <laughs> the Lord made a way. Okay, we're going to cut it right here because before you change your mind, I'm just saying, <laughs> he done did it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yo, yo, yo. But not to pivot, so we're going to end on this note. Um, I noticed you had a dog. Let me see your dog. What kind of dog do you have? <gasps> oh, my gosh. I was trying to hide him. No, I, I didn't want him to I bark. Love or make... oh, I love dogs. You. I have a dog, you, you know? Come here. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, now he's in bed. Now he's in the bed. Now he's giving me attitude because oh, I wasn't paying attention man. to him. What kind of he's... dog is he? Uh, oh, come here, baby. Um, come here, come here. You want a tree? Come here. Uh, he is a uh, a dachshund. A dachshund. Okay. A, yes. I call him. Don't now. Now you're listening to think I'm her heretical, but I call him the Holy Spirit. He's my comforter. He's my advocate. <laughs> He's my defender. Where are you, baby? Come here. You call your dog the Holy Spirit. Listen, listen. We need to edit that out part because they're gonna literally think I'm a heretic. No, leave it in. That's okay. We gonna That's keep okay. that right in the show. Come here. Come here. We gonna end right there. Bianca calls her dog the Holy Spirit. And now he's not appearing. So this is further proof. This is further proof. You can't see him. I love me, dogs, Jesus. man. I mean, I, I've become a dog lover. I have a beautiful German Shepherd. So, you know, <sighs> I was contemplating about letting her um, be in the studio. But I mean, I was like, oh no. And then seeing your dog say, hey, that wasn't bad, actually. It wasn't. And he's he's such a gem. I'm telling yeah. you, he's perfect. He's the Holy Spirit. Bless man, God. Listen, mm. Bianca, we, we love you. We love your husband and we love your dog. It's too. mutual. Thank you, you know, friend. So. Appreciate Thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on. And you guys, we're, again, we're going to put all her information in the show notes. Get her book. Show her some love. Give her a follow. Check out the church if you're in the uh, Orange County area. And uh, we'll see you on the next show. Peace out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.